Welcome to season two, episode 12 of the Eatin' Them Raw podcast. It may cost you 10 bucks to park on the lawn, but this podcast is 100% free. We're jumping back into the quarterback room for this week's interview as we have former Butler Bulldog and current Hamilton Tiger Cats quarterback Matthew Schiltz joining the show. During his time with the Bulldogs, Schultz played 29 games and completed 324 passes for 4,042 yards and 29 touchdowns along the way. He also had a career-long completion of 83 yards. Schultz ran for the ball 175 times for 862 yards and picked up 13 TDs on the ground as well. A jack-of-all-trades, he even caught the rock four times for 32 yards and two touchdowns, his longest being a 19-yarder, and he recorded seven solo tackles and a tackle for a loss. <laughs> Um, and one punt, which I assume must have been on a, on a broken play. Um, he then joined the Montreal Alouettes of the CFL, where he has thrown 149 passes, picked up 1,866 yards, and completed eight touchdown passes. He's also picked up 50 yards, sorry, 313 yards on 50 carries and two touchdowns on the ground. And we're really happy to welcome Matthew Schultz to the Eaton and Raw podcast. How are you doing today? And- Man, I'm doing great. I appreciate you guys having me on. I was excited. Um, you guys were some of the first people to reach out to me after I, after I signed in Hamilton and just showing all the love. So I'm glad we finally got a chance to or get a chance to talk and uh, chop it up a bit. Yes, yes. I remember once, uh, once I saw Montreal released you, I was like, bring this guy to Hamilton. Get this guy. We got to go. But uh, I, love to, it. I appreciate to, that to jump into the jump into the questions. You, as I said, you were released pretty early by Montreal. Was there yeah. any point before you got released that you kind of knew your time in Montreal was up before it happened? Um, you know, the thought always kind of crosses your mind, especially when you're going into your free agent year. Um, but, uh, you know, we were just kind of going through contract negotiations, you know, my agent in Montreal and, you know, truthfully, I, I told them I, you know, I'd love Montreal. That's kind of been my second second home away from home down here. And you know, told them I, I'd want to be back. And um, you just kind of get that get that sense when you know you might not be wanted from the other side. And um, you know, you got to at the end of the day, you got to do what's what's best for you and your career. And um, at that point, we we're just like, okay, well, I think we're going to try and try and hit the market and and see what's out there. And um, I couldn't be happier with it. Um, you know, Hamilton was one of the first teams to reach out to me at 11 a.m. when that free agent window opened on that Friday, you know, and um, I'm just so excited to, to be somewhere where, you know, they, they value me and they want me there. So it's been great. Now, Matt, I want to ask you, uh, what attracted you to come to Hamilton? Because I was reading reports that you were highly sought after by a couple other teams. Just <laughs> kind of what was it about Hamilton that you're like, yes, this is a spot I want to go to? Yeah. I mean, first things first, like I said, you know, hearing from, from coach O and Ed, Tommy, all those guys that reached out that first day in free agency and you get the sense um, that you might be high on their list, you know, that they, that they actually want you there. And that was something that I was looking for um, going to a place where, where I'm wanted, where I'm valued and they know what I can bring to the table, whether I'm starting football games, if something happens, or I'm, you know, in the locker room, being a backup, trying to be a leader and, uh, and just staying ready. You know, that's been my career so far in the CFL, just trying to stay ready and make the most of, of opportunities as they come up. And, uh, you know, thankfully I was able to go in and play, um, you know, in Montreal for a little bit, but um, that was the first thing, just the people that I spoke to in the organization and the leadership, um, they're preaching all the things that I want to hear from from a front office, from a head coach, from an OC, quarterback coach. Basically, every standpoint that 
um, I was hearing them come from about family and um, the type of people that they have in the locker room, the city, the fans, um, the facilities and, and how they treat their players that, you know, we're more than just athletes on the football field, right? We got families, we have, uh, you know, needs, we have everything that um, sometimes I think people forget off the football field. We're just like everybody else. And, and that's how they treat us like people, you know, per, uh, first and foremost. And um, talking with some of the other guys and, uh, you know, on Hamilton and, um, you know, I knew Siante from, from Montreal. So I was able to reach out to him and um, Cariel. I've traded with him a little bit out in, um, out in Denver. And then obviously Dane and Jalen, we trained down here in, in Texas. So um, I knew some of the guys going into it and, and that played a big factor too. But at the end of the day, it just seemed like a perfect fit and, uh, and match made in heaven. Absolutely. We talked a little bit to Dane Evans and uh, he wasn't really too too shy in saying that he kind of reached out to you as well and kind of said, Hey, come on down here and, uh, and let's do some work. Um, how much did it mean to you to have him reach out? And, um, I guess as a second part to that, um, he really saw, you know, that you could help and benefit this offense. I guess, how do you feel you, you benefit the offense? Yeah. Uh, to answer your first question, I mean, Dane is just one of the nicest guys I've ever come across. Um, you know, he, he is one of the most genuine people, too, and just how he acts, how he carries himself, um, both on and off the football field as a leader, as a quarterback and just as a man and now as a you know future dad. So mm. um, I couldn't be more happy for, for him and, uh, and his family. But, um, yeah, Dane reached out and, you know, we were talking uh, quite a bit. You know, we had a couple throwing sessions, too. And, you know, he was kind of traveling around and living up in Hamilton. But um, just to have somebody like Dane in that starting role that um, – that is just going to be true to themselves and, and also, you know, help me grow as a quarterback coming into a new offense and um, help me learn the system and um, just kind of be there, be there for me too, just as much as I can kind of be there for him in terms of going into your second question of trying to help him grow and um, bring just slightly different perspectives of how I may read similar plays or um, pick up pre-snap keys on coverages or um, I mean, different footwork or different drops on, on certain routes or concepts and, and just how to, how to make the offense a little bit more efficient. So I think it's, I think it's important to kind of bring those new ideas and, um, and be open to that at the end of the day, you know, you want to be able to talk freely in that quarterback room and share different thoughts, share different ideas and respect everybody at the end of the day. And based on me talking to Tommy and obviously working with Jalen and Dane, it's going to be a great room. And um, I'm excited. I can't wait to get to work with those boys. Definitely. Um, so I want to touch back a little bit on your time in Montreal. Obviously, it didn't mm -hmm. end uh, quite the way you would have liked it to. But can you just talk about that experience as a whole? And then I guess this is a two part question. You were obviously mm -hmm. there when uh, Johnny Mandel <clears throat> was in Montreal. Can I guess can you just talk about that experience as well? Yeah. Yeah. So my time in Montreal was awesome. Um, you know, I, I can't lie. I, I love the city. You know, I'm a big foodie. So they have t mm -hmm. they have some of the best food that, um, you know, I've ever had. You're not even, let alone even in Canada. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even in, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I've heard Hamilton has great food too. So I'm excited to get up there, but, um, you know, Montreal is just a great city. Um, a lot of history, 
uh, both, you know, with football and then just in the city and walking around through old Montreal and everything. But uh, from a football perspective, you know, it was tough coming in, you know, as a rookie, you know, we weren't necessarily um, having as much success on the football field as, you know, we obviously wanted to and um, from an organizational standpoint. And, you know, my goal was to go in there and, and just try and do whatever I can um, to one, be myself, you know, be genuine um, and to try and help the organization kind of kind of turn it around. And, uh, you know, going through what four different offensive coordinators, head coaches in my first three or four years was was tough. So you're always mm -hmm. learning a new system. You always have have new guys coming in. But um, fortunately, I was able to to prove enough in you know, my short time with each one of those kind of regimes to uh, to stick around and um, and to show that I think I can bring some value and, and try and be a leader in the locker room, whether that's, you know, like I said, playing or. Um, just trying to be one of the guys in there and, and keeping the keeping the glue together per se. But um, I love my time there, and I, I just always try to take pride in in staying ready. Um, whether I'm preparing for for a week that I'm going to be starting, or preparing you know for a week knowing I'm going to be a backup, I, I try to prepare the same way. I try and carry myself the same way on the field, in the in the locker room, in the weight room, in the training room, and um, just do all the little things right because you never know when that opportunity is going to come. And especially as a quarterback, a young quarterback in, in the CFL, you have to make the most of those opportunities because they don't come around often. And, you know, there's a lot of players that can play in this league, especially quarterback. And there's a lot of quarterbacks in general that would die for this opportunity um, mm. to play in the CFL. So I don't take it for, for granted and I don't take it lightly. And um, that was just my mentality that I had throughout my time in Montreal and, um, you know, if it was finally able to kind of get the keys per se, um, after VA went down, unfortunately, you know, you never want to see a, a teammate and a player, um, get hurt. Um, but, um, it's tough because you have to then go in and, and step up and, and be that leader, you know, and on the football field, but, um, was able to play a little bit and that was awesome, you know, to finally get, get a chance to start a few games in a row and I feel show what I could do if, you know, the situation presented itself where I could be a full-time starter. So um, that was a good opportunity. And, you know, I got a little banged up there at the end, but um, you know, was fortunate enough to, to still, uh, you know, hit free agency and become a part of Hamilton. So, and then in terms of uh, playing with Johnny, you know, when he got traded um, from Hamilton to Montreal, you know, I was excited. I was excited to learn from him. I was excited just to interact with him and meet him and, and talk football with him. And um, I have nothing but good things to say about him. You know, we still talk every now and then, um, just kind of check in with the text here and there. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, he just wanted to be one of the guys in the locker room. You know, he didn't he wasn't trying to, to get all the attention, he wasn't trying to make it all about him. And, you know, I don't even know what was being said about him in the media or anything like that. I try and stay, stay away from all that, but, you know, I, I knew who he was from in the locker room and, um, you know, from grabbing dinner with him before games when we're on the road or whatever. And, um, you know, he was always a great guy to me, always a great teammate to, to the guys in the locker room. And, uh, you know, it was, it was a good time with him. Uh, as sure. you mentioned, Oh, you got it, JT. No, no, you good. You good. Okay, as you mentioned, uh, with being the starter, you got a little banged up at the end of the at the end of the season. Mm -hmm. How's the yeah. body feeling now? You you be ready to go into camp one hundred percent? Yeah, definitely. The body's feeling great. You know, I was able to take. I usually try and take about three, four weeks off. You know, just kind of let the body relax after the season, regardless if I'm injured or not. Um, do a lot of cardio, just stretching, relaxing, getting massages. So, um, body's feeling great. Been throwing a lot. Still been working out. Got a great, you know 
quote unquote team, I guess, down here with, you know, trainers and, and coaches and um, rehab specialists if we need it. So it, it's a good group of NFL and CFL guys too to train with. So we're pushing each other every day, um, you know, really working out three, four times a week and, and throwing two or three times a week. And then we'll slowly ramp that up before, before training camp comes um, mid-May, but body's feeling good and um, just ready to get up there and meet the guys and get to work. Man, I'm so excited. Absolutely. Um, obviously, um, you talked about Dane in, in the starter role, and, and that seems to be the case. Um, but I'd love to kind of see the, how you, you are added in as a one-two punch. Have you at all talked to Co- Tommy Condell about what your role might be in the offense? Uh, a little bit. Uh, not too much. You know, a lot of it has just been getting to know each other a little bit. Um, you know, figuring out how I see the game and, you know, trying to watch some film and, um, you know, talk about different coverages or, you know, different concepts and what I'm comfortable with, you know, in terms of drop back and my footwork and, you know, how I'm seeing the defense, how I'm seeing the field and, and just uh, trying to get on the same page for when training camp rolls around to see how I might be able to fit into the offense and um, in some different ways. But um, at the end of the day, I'm going to do whatever's asked uh, you know, whatever's asked for me, um, of me, excuse me. And I know you mentioned reading off the stats, you know, I, I switched over to DB in college because, you know, we got, we got some injuries and, um, I was running down special teams and playing field corner and, and making tackles. So, um, I truly try and live it that, um, I'm going to do whatever the team needs me to do and, um, be that team first guy. And if they ask me to go in, if I have to start a game and hand the ball off, 50 times I'm going to do it. Or if they ask me to have to drop back and throw the ball 45 times, you know, I'm going to try and complete all 45 of them and mm-hmm. um, do whatever they, whatever they ask me to do and, and do it to the best of my ability. So um, Tommy's been great though. And I can't wait to wait, wait to keep working with him. And doing my research, I noticed the the kind of stats all over the place. And I wondered, I looked at the, tackles and i thought maybe they're on picks and then i saw a tackle for a loss i was like couldn't have been on a pick yeah. so you had a tackle for a loss first take me through that I did. one i you, did yeah you remember? i still remember it yeah i yeah. still do i was uh i was at field corner i was on the i guess the defensive left side and they threw a little bubble screen so mm-hmm. db tried to come out or uh the receiver tried to come out and block me i had to shut it and you know shot the ankles as he's trying to trying to get around me and little sweep tackle and made the play got up got hiked and there it was not a oh, DB, man. I guess that's <laughs> so, so I came cool back the next spring ball and there I am in a quarterback competition so it was it was fun it was great yeah and so you caught four passes for 32 yards and two TDs too but your longest catch was 19 yards so it's not like it was like a <laughs> trick play on the goal line can you kind of take me through those TDs yeah so two of the touchdowns um were actually on this, they were actually on the same play where we kind of had a little end around um, reverse. And I just kind of snuck out the back end um, mm. similar to Philly Philly, but more so on a, on a reverse, not actually that play where, you know, he walks up to the line of scrimmage. We, we did have that and we did run it a couple of times. Um, just could never, just couldn't get the ball off. So the defense uh-huh. snipped it out. So, um, but uh, yeah, so both of them were kind of jump balls in the end zone and um, had to go up and kind of moss somebody. And, you know, it was pretty fun. That's pretty much all I got for a receiver though. You know, all my old teammates would give me crap about not being able to catch the football um, <laughs> back in college. But um, those two, you know, I had to, I had to let them know I got it. <laughs> for sure. Now, yeah. now Matt, we're talking about your college days. Um, I'm just curious as to your journey to the CFL 
Um, did you know much about the league prior to signing in Montreal or was it kind of your agent reached out and was like, Hey, this team in Canada is interested in you. And mm -hmm. then you kind of just learned from there. Yeah. I honestly, I didn't know a whole lot about the CFL. You know, I, I watched some of the games when they were on ESPN or ESPN two down here and, um, seeing the big field and the wide motion and everything. And, um, I loved it. You know, I would still watch it. Um, excuse me, but I didn't know a whole lot about it. And, I ended up having a couple workouts after my my senior year at at Butler. Um, worked out for the Colts and the Bears and Calgary and Ottawa. And um, the coach that wanted me in Calgary was actually Coach Dinwiddie when he was there. And he, uh, you know, messaged me, wanted me to come out to their mini camp. It's back when they were doing mini camps down in Florida and wanted to get me in front of, you know, the rest of the team there and hopefully sign me. But that was the same kind of weekend as my Bears workout. Um, you know, growing up in Chicago, I had to go to that and, um, you know, pass up on that opportunity in Calgary and for, you know, whatever reason it be, God has a plan, but I didn't end up getting signed anywhere and was actually out of work for, for a while. Um, and that summer I actually interned with the Indianapolis Colts just in their operations department, you know, helping out with training camp and, and doing that. And then, uh, started my career at Ernst and Young you know, as a public accountant and, was going to go audit and, you know, push papers and, and do that thing. And I was miserable. I, I couldn't stand it. And, um, you know, it just wasn't, it wasn't for me. And I actually put my two weeks notice in um, with Ernst and Young at the time, before I even had any idea that I was going to be getting signed in the CFO. Um, I was going to go work for the Indianapolis Colts um, for a season long, um, just to try to get my foot in the door as maybe a potential coach or a scout. So I was going to, um, be an intern in their operations department and and help out with training camp and help out with the season and just see where it went. And, uh, you know, within those two weeks after accepting that role and putting in my two weeks with Ernst Young, my agent called me out of the blue in March. I'm at a client site, you know, I'm meeting with them and see like three missed calls from my agent. I'm like, what the heck is going on? I haven't heard from him in a few months, you know, and I was training on and off, you know, nothing too crazy. I was about to call him in two months and say, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm done. You know, it, nothing's mm -hmm. happening. I'm not ready to play. And my mom would just be like, keep pushing. Like you never know what's going to happen. You know, God's got a plan for you. You absolutely have no idea when that call can come. And sure enough, it came and um, he's like, you know, Montreal's interested, you know, can you talk to the GM? He wants to call you right now. And I'm pacing around like this whole like client building and their offices, just walking in the hallways and um, putting all these other meetings on hold. And I was like, all right, let's, let's do this thing. And um, ended up signing the contract and had to go back and talk to the Colts and be like, Hey, I'm not, I'm not coming in, but they were so supportive of it. I mean, they understood it. And, um, but uh, it, it was a, it was a crazy experience, very unique and had a month to prepare for training camp and in mini camp there. And, um, just had to get back in the grind and, and just go try and try and impress and make an impression. Like I said, just going in ready to work and, and ready to, ready to just be myself and, and try and be a leader out there. So it was awesome. And I'm so grateful for the CFL for, um, you know, all the people in Canada supporting it, supporting the players and, um, and just supporting the league because it, it's a special league with special players and a uh, real special fan base. And I, I love it. Everybody I've interacted with, even when I've been on the road in Hamilton, you know, they, they, they talk their stuff, but, um, you know, I always able to interact and give it back to them. And I can't wait to wait to be on the other side of it now. So, yeah, I just wanted to build on that. That was my next question was that you have played games in Hamilton as an opposition and mm -hmm. fans have definitely been known to get a little rowdy towards opposing teams. Just how excited are you to 
have them rooting for you instead of saying uh, some not so nice things to you. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm really excited. Um, you know, obviously my last name being Schiltz, I've heard everything, um, <laughs> especially on that sideline, you know, the, the fans right behind Montreal's bench when we were, I guess, travel in, in Hamilton, you know, they're right on top of you and they're just constantly yelling my name or whatever, just making fun of it. And, you know, I'm sitting there chuckling, but I can't let them see that, that I'm laughing at it or whatever. But um, I, I'm glad I'm going to be on the other side of it. And, um, you know, I think you guys, I think Hamilton's got the best fans in the league and um, they come out ready to, ready to go and ready to support the team every time and rain, sleet, snow, 95 or, zero degrees you know are ready to roll so i can't wait for that i'm gonna put this on air right now josh has season tickets behind the opponent's bench i guarantee it was no i don't him. yeah guarantee it was him every no, single time no no i sat on the opposite <laughs> side of the field that was yeah that was not yeah, me. yeah it was, wasn't you and patrick levels here never <laughs> never the, no no he they, they got the touchdown right in front of me and that's when i was giving it to levels I, that's is that how that happened I was okay. I, I wasn't behind the benches. Hey Josh, even if it was you, man, I still love you. I, I still come up and say hi. You know, you can talk all they want, but at the end of the day, man, I'm still just gonna be a be a regular dude. You're in black and gold now, so yeah, it's all, yeah. yeah. There we go. Exactly. That's good. Good. We're gonna get to some training camp talk in a minute, but before we do. We just need to tell you about a couple things going on with our title sponsor, Coast to Coast Connections. First off, we're running a Call of Duty Warzone tournament. It's going to be run on Rebirth Island. It's going to be a 1v1 kill race, and uh, players will be divided into pools of four before round-robin play and playoff play. The, the tournament is already close to surpassing the 35 it needs for the prize pool to move from, from $150 to $250 and the prize pool will go up $3 for every entrant after 50 So let's fill that one up, guys, so that uh, whoever gets paid um, in the top three places will get paid is going to get paid a little bit of extra cash for, for playing Warzone. If this tournament sounds like something for you, follow us on Facebook or on Twitter and leave your gamer tag or your full name so we can add you to the list. Payment's not going to be required quite yet. And a live draft will be held on June 2nd where everyone will find out which pool they play um, are in and who they'll be playing against in the tournament. This one goes down June third, so you have a little time to sign up still, but uh, not too too mu- too too long. It's it's sneaking up on us. Uh, and the other thing we want to talk about is some of the guys from coast to coast will be at the hockey night and crunch event at Crunch Fitness. Um, there's going to be lots of great prizes, uh, including signed. Jerseys and six from pros such as Sidney Crosby, Sasha Barkov, and Jonathan Huberto. And there's also going to be a ton of hockey-themed games and stuff like that. It's not really our gig here at Eatonham Raw, but the guys from Steel City Speaks who cover the Hamilton Bulldogs will be there to give you the rundown on everything that goes on at Coast to Coast and to chop it up with you. This all goes down April 30th at Crunch Fitness and is completely open to the public. There's going to be lots of fun hockey-related games there and other vendors, so uh, feel free to come in and check us out and say hi. Now back to more from Hamilton Tiger Cats quarterback Matthew Shields. Um, so training camp's obviously just a month away. Um, I guess you've already kind of touched on this, but how excited are you to kind of just get there and get really into the swing of things? Yeah, it, it's great. I mean, it's it's what you live for, you know, as a player um, from the player side of it. You know, I, I, I love I love training camp and maybe that's just because I'm a quarterback and 
we get the um, impression that it's not as hard on us as everybody else, but um, it's still a grind, you know, it's still, mm. it's still mentally draining, mentally exhausting and, and, and physically exhausting. You know, you got to get in a good routine, get in a good rhythm of taking care of your body and your shoulder. And even those times when it's not sore or you're not necessarily feeling in pain, you still got to go in and get treatment and um, make sure you can, can put up with the, you know, two and a half, three week grind to camp and mix in those preseason games and doubles and all that. So um I'm ready to go. I'm ready to learn. And I see it as an, as a new exciting challenge and, um, you know, learning a new offense and meeting new team, meeting new teammates and, um, being in a new city. So, um, I, I can't wait for it. And I know I'm going to be surrounded by a great group of guys, great group of fans, and, um, can't wait to talk to them and, and, and just assimilate myself into the culture in Hamilton. And, um, hopefully be a good fit. Is yeah. there, uh, any receivers you're looking forward to working with the most? Hmm. No, not, not necessarily. Um, you know, we are going to have some guys down here um, in about a week uh, with Dane, Jalen and I, and um, we're still trying to finalize, you know, the list of whoever or of who all is going to be coming down, but just excited to really meet them at that point and then um, de start developing that chemistry with them. Absolutely. Um, yeah. One thing I wanted to ask just because you're coming from Montreal um, and no disrespect to them, but they kind of mm -hmm. get the, the short end of the stick when it comes to Labor Day. Um, you know, they have to go often to cross the country and play someone who's not really a rival. Um, I guess, have you given any thought to what it's going to be like to be in the middle of really one of the most heated rivals in the CFL? Yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, you hit it on the head, you know, Montreal didn't necessarily have that rivalry, um, that rivalry game. You know, I think we played BC in a Labor Day game and we mm -hmm. played Ottawa in a Labor Day game and the other three Labor Days, I think we were, we had a bye week. So um, I would watch the, you know, Labor Day classic and um, see those tie cats and Argos go at it, man. And, and I can't wait for that. That's going to be fun and um, get some of that fire back. Cause those are some of the best games in college too. When you're playing your rivals, you know, we, uh, Valpo for us and Dayton and Drake, some of those smaller D1 schools right around Indiana. But um, those are some of the some of the best games. And, you know, everyone's hitting a little extra, you know, running a little faster, hitting a little harder. And um, I can't wait for that. So definitely. Now, I want to talk. You mentioned um, about the culture in Hamilton. We've had dudes that have come on and have all preached about how they love the culture in Hamilton. Just from afar, was, was that able to find? <laughs> Like, were you able to see that culture that they had? Yeah, I think I was just because I knew some of the guys on the team. You know, if I if I didn't know anybody there and I was just kind of taking it at face value, you know, you never really know. You can have a different experience. I mean, every day, if you uh -huh. look at a team, if something's going on, if there's some little escalation or some little drama in a game or, you know, somebody makes a comment to the media after a game or something. Um, so you never really get an accurate idea. and. Um, I, I try not to not to one judge people or judge any situation and like that, but um, I definitely had a good idea that the culture was on the better side um, for for teams for organizations just because I knew uh, several of the players that were there and they spoke so highly of it and just knew the type of people they were and heck if the rest of the team is just like these people then I know that it's going to be a good fit if you know I could ever end up there one day and when that opportunity presented itself and you know they showed that same interest in me and we started talking about those things like culture fits and um, you know my attitude and what you know I can kind of bring to Hamilton and then they're sharing you know their side of that and it just ended up being a good fit so 
um, from the outside looking in, I, I loved it. I had, I had no qualms with, with anybody in, in Hamilton or, or any of the players like that. So I'm excited to, to meet them and hopefully be right, which I know I will be, but um, um, it'll be good. Now I have one more question and then Josh has a couple of questions for you. Okay. I want, I want to ask you, um, Coach Kahari Jones and Coach Orlando Steinauer, they're two very different people, um, but it kind of seems like just in terms of like their personalities, Kahari from a distance seems like he's very emotional and uh, Coach O is a little more reserved, but it seems like the players from both Montreal and Hamilton are like willing to like go to war and die for their coach. Mm-hmm. Would, would you agree with that assessment? Yeah, a hundred percent. And I, I think it comes from them just being players and, and knowing and being able to relate to the guys and knowing what we're going through. Like at the end of the day, I think something that coach Kahari did great was know that, um, you know, we're, we're, we're humans, right. We're not just robots out there playing football. And um, we go through things in life off the football field that whoever goes through life at their, their office job or, you know, whatever other job they're working at. So um, I heard a lot of those similar characteristics and qualities in, in coach O when I talked to him and just about how he's going to be, you know, instilling those kind of values and of culture and family and, and teamwork and chemistry um, in the locker room. Cause at the end of the day, like they can find anybody to go make a tackle or go make a throw, but are you going to fit in with the rest of those guys? Are you going to build that chemistry? Cause ultimately at the end of the day, we're holding each other accountable and, Coach O can say whatever he wants and and do whatever he wants. But at the end of the day, it's that group in the locker room that's got to go live it, that's got to go make it happen on the football field. And, um, you know, those are the things that we shared and that we talked about. And um, I loved it. And I can't wait to to work with him and just go in and say what's up and just talk to him about, about life or, you know, his hobbies and what he wants to do. And um, still touch base every now and then with with Coach O, even after the whole recruiting pitch, you know, to, to get me there in free agency. So, um, again, not, not, I know I sound like a broken record, but I got nothing but good things to, to say about the people there. For sure. Josh? Is it time for the lifestyle questions? It's yes, time for Troy's lifestyle questions. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's go. I bring, up, I bring up lifestyle. I said lifestyle questions one time because we're asking about like off-season <laughs> and all that, and I never hear the end of it from these dudes. It's, so, it's the best. All right, yeah. the first lifestyle I love question. It. I love it. All right, let's go. Do you have let's like a, nitty-gritty. a quirky game day routine that you like you have to follow or shit's just not going right for you? That yeah, day? Uh, not necessarily routine, but I always have to keep chapstick on me. Even when I'm on the sideline, like if my lips start getting dry and I'm dehydrated or something, it's just – I don't know why I just need my chapstick on me. So that's the one thing that I always, always keep on me when I practice. So, certain day brand or flavor room. or just any? No, no. Whatever's there. Whatever's, whatever's there. there. Whatever's there. I, I, I like the OG chapstick, you know, just that black label. Um, been getting into the Blistex game a little bit. Um, but yeah, that's my, that's my weird quirk there. There and you then, go, uh, If you're looking for a CFL rep, he's your guy. Get him some I'm black guy, and gold. Baby. Come Let's on. go. Let's go. <laughs> There we go. And then uh, any any songs that, like, you got to listen to on game days that, like, get you in that mode, ready to go? Yeah. Um, honestly, not really. I kind of I kind of go by the seat of my pants when it comes to, to music on game day. Sometimes I'm in a I'm in a rap mood. Sometimes I'm in country mood. Sometimes I'm classic rock. Um, I just kind of kind of kind of see where the day takes me and, and start feeling it that way. But um, 
I listen to everything. So if you guys got some artists that you want me to check out that I may have never heard of, definitely let I, me know. I got I got a whole playlist of Hamilton based artists I can show you, buddy. You'll love it. Let's go. I love it. I love it. I, I was gonna ask these boys do not listen to country. Who are your go-to country artists? Ooh, okay. I loved uh, Zach Brown back in the day. Oh, there you go. Um, seeing him live was awesome. I saw him up in Summerfest um, in Milwaukee. That was great. Um, I like Eric Church. Um, I like, I mean, I like the pop country too. You know, those Luke Bryan guys, Tim McGraw, Chesney, um, some of the older guys. And, but honestly, everybody, Chris Stapleton, love Stapleton. Um, yeah, go on and on with the country guys. Yeah, there you go. Chris Stapleton's my guy. I could listen to that dude forever. Oh, so good. I'm a big Morgan Wallen guy. That's yeah. Morgan Wallen. Love Morgan Wallen too. You know, I'm starting to get a little, little flow here with the mullet. So I, 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 I thought about getting a mullet going, but, um, We'll see what happens. Josh, show him, show him your mullet. You got going on. The mullet. Oh, there you go. It's beautiful. That's some good lettuce there. Yeah. <laughs> I, love, I love me. I love me my lettuce. Uh, good stuff. Do we have anything else for Matthew Schultz before we let him go, boys? Uh, I think I'm good. I think I'm good, too. Thanks for hopping on. It means a lot. Yeah. Thank yeah, you so much, you. man. Yeah, of course, guys. I, I appreciate you guys, you know, reaching out and, and wanting to get me on, man. I, I love doing this kind of stuff and, you know, can't wait to can't wait to meet you guys in person and, and talk more. Perfect. Sounds we will good. catch up during the season, my friend. You take care. All right. Sounds good. Be nice from the sideline, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> got you, buddy. I got you. All right. Appreciate you. All right. Have a good we'll one, see man. You guys. The Eatin' Them Raw podcast is brought to you by Coast to Coast Connections. We bring you the latest on everything in the Hamilton sports world, along with coverage on the big four leagues fans just can't get enough of. A special shout-out goes to Kay Wilson for the CTC logo. Find more of her work at kwilson.art on Instagram or on Facebook at kwilsonart. Thanks again for listening to the Eatin' Them Raw podcast. New episodes drop every Thursday. Don't forget to hit the follow button, and always remember to eat them raw.